0: Good day, good people. This is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church. Here on our daily devotional podcast during the Daniel Fast, January eighth through twenty eighth, that we are participating in at Hartford City Church. Again, if you live in the Hartford area and you're able to join us, we'd love to see you on Sunday mornings at ten thirty a.m., fifteen Vernon Street in Hartford, Connecticut, right in between Trinity College and the Institute of Living and the Magnet School and the Learning Corridor is where we meet. You can also find us on Periscope each and every Sunday live. And then, of course, the video stays up on Periscope uh, throughout the week. Uh, so you can check that out later as well. Also, this podcast will include uh, the recorded sermons for Sunday morning, so you can always catch up that way. Uh, I want to thank all of you who pray for us and support us, whether you live in Hartford or somewhere else in Connecticut or even in other parts of the country. I want to thank you so much for your support. It truly means a lot to us. we very thank for, thankful for everyone uh, that can give to us. You can always uh, support our ministries by giving online at www.hartfordcitychurch.com and find out more information about our church there. Okay, with the preliminaries out of the way, today I want to talk a little bit more about decisions. Uh, we talked in the last podcast about uh, the choices that we make, that God has given each of us free will, and that all of us are responsible for choices we make. And that means that, you know, all of us are going to either choose God or reject God. We're either going to choose Jesus Christ. Or reject Jesus' life. Uh, We're going to choose to live the life that he calls us to, or we're going to choose to do our own thing. You know, these choices always lie before us. And what God has done in his uh, amazing creative ability is give us the ability to choose to make decisions that actually affect our lives and even the lives of other people. So we talked a little bit about the decision to believe and receive Jesus Christ, which is one of the most foundational most important decisions that we can make it's a decision that that we may make at at one particular moment in time or it's a decision that we may grow into over a period of time but it is a decision that we must make in fact there's a way in which each and every day I must choose to follow Jesus Christ because I know that it's easy for me to just even having Jesus in my life sometimes just do my own thing or or set the agenda for my day based on what I want to do or my priorities or what I think is right And it's a good discipline to remember each and every day to get up and to choose to follow Jesus Christ. It's also a great decision to choose to receive God's love every day, to say, I believe that I am loved and that I am accepted by Almighty God because he has promised that through Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation in him, there is no separation from his love, that nothing in all of the world can separate me from God's love. Sometimes just having those little prayers, those scriptures, you know, outside of Christianity, they might call it having a mantra or a meditation or some type of uh, thing that you repeat to help your mind be trained and to understand the truth that you are trying to, to put into your life, that you're trying to seek down, sink deep down into your life. So I think it's important each and every day to have things that you remind yourself of. Uh, You can call them prayers, uh, mantras, meditations, whatever works for you. But the point is the same. If it's the truth, if it comes from the scriptures, which are the recordings of God's word, then we know that that truth has power because of the presence of Jesus Christ right now speaking it into our lives. Amen. Uh, But I've digressed a little bit uh, from my main point, so let me jump back to it, and that is that we should think carefully about the decisions that we make in this life. I'm reflecting, first of all, from John chapter 1, uh, verses 9 through 13, just revisiting some verses that we looked at last Sunday. In speaking about Jesus Christ, the Apostle John says, "...the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world." He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children not born of natural descent or of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. Amen. So from this passage, we remember again that there is a choice that people make. Jesus Christ came into the world. And even though he made the world and everything and everyone in it, the world did not recognize him. They were not able to see him as the light of the world. It says further that he even came to his own people. You know, he was born uh, among the Jews, among God's chosen people. But he was, in another sense, in a more universal sense, he was born as a human among humanity, you know, that he himself had created. But even though he came to his own, his own did not receive him. You see, there were many that rejected the message of Jesus Christ there were many that rejected the person and work of Jesus Christ there were many that responded no to the invitation that he sent to come and be a part of the kingdom of god to come to the feast that god had prepared that everyone might come and experience true life some people flat out said no no i reject that offer i don't want to come i choose not to believe So again, we see that that choice is entirely possible and does in fact happen. But on the flip side, he said to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So we see that the invitation is also to join God's family, amen? To realize that we are true children of God because we've been created by God. Now, until we receive Jesus Christ, uh, we may be like children that are living outside of the home or people that have forgotten our heritage that we don't remember where we truly come from and where our true true identity lies. But in Jesus Christ, we reclaim, recover, rediscover, take on again the identity that we were created to be children of God. And so we are brought into God's family through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it's simply a decision a choice to say yes to God. Again, one of the most important choices that we can make in all of life. And it's a decision, quite frankly, that we should continue to make, that we should remind ourselves and reaffirm that decision each and every day of our life. What does it mean to receive Christ? Well, to receive really means to welcome to allow someone to enter in, to have them come and, and share a meal with you, to come into your home. That's what it means to receive someone, right? Uh, you bring them into your life, you welcome them into your life, you 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 serve them, you you take care of them, you see what they need, you love them. Uh, that's what it means to receive. And so we see that that God desires that we would receive him uh so that we could so that as we welcome him into our lives. We understand that we are welcomed into the family of God. It's a it's a reciprocal welcome. At Hartford City Church, one of our core core values is to welcome all, and uh, that's part of why we believe that's so important. Is is passages like this that remind us that that we are welcoming Christ into our midst. When we welcome everyone into our midst because that's the that 's the invitation of Christ, right? The invitation is that everyone would be welcome now we welcome everyone, but we know not everyone will accept the message of Christ. We know not everyone will choose to receive that love and and maybe for for various reasons, people will not choose to become a part of our fellowship, uh, but we certainly invite them and welcome them to be a part of our church. Uh, does that mean that we're going to agree with everyone? No. Does that mean we affirm everything everyone wants to do? No. We certainly proclaim and teach what Jesus Christ proclaimed and teach, We seek to live our lives in the way that Jesus Christ lived his life. And when we do so, we live and proclaim and discuss the truth that God has revealed through Jesus Christ. And so just like any family, we won't agree on everything. Uh, in fact, there may be times of sharp disagreement over any number of issues So we are not saying that we just accept whatever-goes policy. You know, in any family, there are rules and guidelines that you follow, and certainly in the family of God, it is that way as well. And so we seek to uh, communicate uh, truth in love. We seek to welcome everyone, even if we disagree, and especially when we disagree, to form some kind of relationship through Jesus Christ. Where we realize that there are things that are most important, there are things that are more important, and there are things that are less important. And sometimes we just get our truth put in the wrong category. For instance, the fact that Jesus Christ is God who came in the flesh is one of the most important things. That's in the most important category. It's what John wrote his whole gospel about. It's the reason that he he even wanted to um, share with people about Jesus Christ. It was one of the biggest concerns he had was that people really understand that Jesus Christ was not just human, but he was actually God come in the flesh. That's why it says in John chapter one verse fourteen, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the One and Only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the idea that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh is one of the most important categories. Right now, there may be things that are more important, and in the more important category, might be that uh, you know we seek to uh, do justice and love mercy. That's one of the things God requires of us in fact it's probably in the the most important category but i put it in the more important category because it's one of the things we should be focusing on yet there can be differences in the way that we go about it there can be uh ways that we understand justice and ways that we understand mercy you know that we need to uh be able to learn from each other you know to be able to to discuss and 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 uh you know talk about with each other Um, you know, another issue is, is, uh, just, you know, how we do things in the church. That's really what's in the more important because there are good ways to do things and there are bad ways to do things. Uh, but sometimes two different ways of doing things are just different. It doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong. It just means that they're different because we come from different cultures or different backgrounds. So, you know, focusing on uh, social justice issues of the day. That falls in the more important category. Um, I wouldn't put it in the most important category uh, because it's not the theological foundations of what we believe, but it definitely is in the more important category and something that we should think about. Uh, Then you have the less important category. And in the less important category is where we often, you know, can have most of our discussions and debates. But if we realize that it's in that category then maybe we can allow for a greater difference of opinion uh, upon those subjects where we can say, you know what, there there's a couple of different ways that we as Christians can live uh, these convictions out. Uh, back in the times of the New Testament, one of the issues was should you eat meat that had been sacrificed to idols? You know, for some Christians, they really didn't want to do that at all. And other Christians felt like it was okay. It was their freedom in Christ. Uh, A similar issue today might be drinking alcohol. Some Christians feel like it's okay to have a glass of wine every now and then, and some Christians feel like you should never have alcohol at all. And we certainly understand that both uh, Christians can have strong convictions and be doing what they do as honoring unto the Lord, yet they disagree about it. So that becomes one of those issues, whether to drink alcohol or not, whether to eat certain kinds of meat or not, that falls into that less important category. So you have things that are most important, which are the things that are foundational to our Christian belief and foundational to what we believe about Jesus Christ. There are things that are in the more important category, and uh, sometimes those even push their way up to most important. But sometimes we take things that are less important and we move them up into the more important category, and uh, we need to really ask ourselves: Is that the category that it really belongs to? In other words, when we find ourselves disagreeing about things as Christians, we need to ask ourselves: How important is this issue? How important is this issue? And then and treat it accordingly. Um, that's one of the decisions that we make, right? That's one of the decisions that God calls us to do. I want to end with this exhortation from Philippians. Um, chapter 4, as Paul is concluding his letter to the people in Philippi, uh, he gives them this encouragement in Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Just a great reminder that we really choose what we think about, too, and we need to choose to think about things that are true. We need the wisdom of Jesus Christ to help us understand what is true and what is not true in our society today. Uh, What is true and what is fake is an important question that we need to ask ourselves. Also, what is noble? You know, having a noble character is really important. In fact, some people think it's less important, but some might think we need to treat it a little more importantly, that doing something noble is doing something with the right character, with the right mindset. I was basically saying, look for the good in life. Look for whatever's pure, lovely, admirable. You know, let's focus on the things that are really positive and the things that are really full of light and the things that are really full of goodness. And let's focus and think about those things and let's choose to do those things. So as I leave you with those thoughts about choices, some of you may be wondering or thinking about a choice that you have in your life right now. And a lot of times we're not sure what the right decision is or we're not sure what we should choose to do in a certain situation. Well, I would say one way to look at that question in your life would be to take this verse, Philippians 4 eight, and to ask yourself, of the choices that I have before me, which choice is Right? which is noble, which is lovely, which is excellent, which is praiseworthy. In other words, which choice is going to be the best for me and my character, the best for those and those around me, and in the best way possible, the closest possible, which choice causes me to imitate the way of Christ as it's been laid out by my apostles and leaders. So again, just some food for thought today. I pray that you would continue to reflect on the choices that you make and ask Jesus Christ to give you wisdom for each and every choice that you must make in your life. God bless you all. Amen.